Today, the top QT or quarantine misconceptions, the things that are just actually wrong, starting with number one, which is medicated QT is hard. Absolutely not true. Oh, not true at all. You know, I think that uh, it scares a lot of people. And, you know, if people say that they lose a lot of fish. Maybe that's why they think it's hard. It's really not. It's just the execution that needs to be modified a little bit. Um, you know, through this series, we're going to give you a protocol to follow. And if you can do, you know, simple things like test copper levels and do water changes, you've got it. It's easy. Yeah, drudging through all of the opinions on how to do this is actually the hard part. Uh, the execution of knowledge is actually easy. So if you can set up a tank like this one uh, with an air stone in a heater and mix up some copper, a couple of medications in a brute trash can, do 100% water change every three days for a short period of time, you got this. Number two, the outliers are going to ruin your tank. Uh, just don't get uh, hung up on the outliers. This is for the scientific community. Yeah, you know, we're going for that 80%, you know, it's gonna be successful. 20%, you know, might feel differently, but you know, the majority of the people, this is gonna help. And you know, it's uh, the majority that we're striving for. This is really hard actually even for Elliot when we talk about it because <laughs> it's the edge cases where the scientific community gets hung up on. Yeah. But who we're actually speaking to is the home hobbyist who wants an easy path to the most success possible. We call it the 80-20, meaning 80% of the benefit, 20% of the effort. Number three, there is a best way, not true. <laughs> and there's a lot of ways to achieve clean, healthy fish. Um, you know, the way that I like to think about it is you have a fish in its pure form, fish only, no parasites, no bacteria, no nothing. And what you're really trying to do is just separate the two. Um, you know, I try to think about it like you are putting a buffer in between the fish and the parasite, you know, and whether that's actually physically moving the fish with tank transfer or it's using chemicals like copper to separate or sorry, to uh, prevent that parasite from reattaching to the fish, you know, there's tons of ways to do it. You just got to uh, follow one protocol and stick to it. Don't cherry pick tactics from each one and then expect it to uh, work well. You know, and the net result of this is there are a hundred different ways to mm -hmm. uh, quarantine. Uh, there's a hundred different ways to care for your fish. Uh, and there are even more opinions out there on how to do it. And it's trudging through all those opinions that really matters. This is the advice I'd give. Pick a doctor that shares your values because what you're doing really is picking a fish doctor <laughs> in this case that shares your values and does this for a living every day. Like I listen to my doctor because he treats people every day. I wouldn't necessarily want one that does it uh, from his living room. Uh, so, you know, that hasn't actually seen a patient in a long time. So the people, and I'm just gonna say it, I've chosen Elliot as uh, my doctor here because he takes care of fish every single day for a living, losing them, uh, I hate to say it this way, but this <laughs> loses profitability. There's no business if you do this poorly. And a lot of the other people that I've sought out actually haven't quarantined to fish in months. Uh, they're not actively seeking out new and better ways. I can talk to Elliot and he will think about my opinion on this, which is I'm looking for that 80-20 here. I'm looking mm -hmm. for a reasonable path that we can suggest to other people, not one that covers our butts on every last edge case. Number four, QT means the same thing to everyone, doesn't it? It doesn't. Nope, not at all. Um, anytime you buy fish that are quarantined, try to figure out what that means. 
you know, some places that means that they observed the fish. You know, some places it means that they medicated the fish. If they did medicate the fish, what did they do? What was their protocol like? You know, try to figure out how that fish has been treated. Because I know some people will say, you know, we held this fish for, you know, 30 days in copper. But when you find out that the level of copper was subtherapeutic, and then you have a velvet or ick outbreak. Well, that fish wasn't really quarantined. You were just masking the symptoms. So the answer is not only at the store, the quarantine can be different. It could be a three-day quarantine. It could be 30 days. It could be medicated. It couldn't be. But the only way you really know is if you ask. And so ask the store that you're buying for what it means. And I'd trust them that it's working for them uh, until they give me reason to believe that it doesn't. Uh, and uh, when you're having those conversations online, recognize everybody who's talking about quarantine is almost always talking about something totally different and non-inclusive. So, you know, you have to dig in a little bit deeper and find out what people really mean when they say QT. Number five, visual QT has no value. Untrue. Yeah, you know, I mean, when we described all this uh, non-infection type of symptoms for fish, you know, the fish is tired, stuff like that, when it's compromised. Um, those are the type of things that, like, you'll find out if the fish is carrying something. You know, doing visual just to see, it's always better than not doing anything at all. Because, you know, like we said in the previous episode, if you bought a fish and then three days later it turned out to have velvet, wouldn't it be, you know, a lot better that it had velvet in the observation tank than it did in your display? So here's the reality of it is uh, a, if you're asking somebody to do a medicated QT at the store, uh, you will probably know that they actually did it from one discernible factor. It costs three times as much as if they didn't. Uh, they had to hold on to that fish for as long as a month in many cases to actually perform that process uh, properly. Yeah. So uh, if it doesn't cost three times as much, it probably <laughs> wasn't done that way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there is value in visual QT when I want to keep the prices down. And especially if I'm going to do that QT at my own house, I'm going to do mm -hmm. the medicated QT uh, because there is a difference between seeing a fish that like uh, is in a community tank and uh, just doesn't look good between one that was actually isolated in its own tank has been sitting there for a week or two and still looks healthy, active, doesn't have any of the signs of the fin issues or the cloudy eyes. Visual QT does have some value, not the gold standard million miles from that, mm -hmm. but it is better than nothing. Number six, it isn't worth the time to perform a medicated QT if I don't do it on every last fish or if I didn't do it on the previous ones, untrue. Yeah, you know, I mean, you could have a tank and when, let's say you first set it up, you notice you had ick, there's ick in the tank, you're practicing ick uh, management, you know, that's great. That's uh, no reason that you shouldn't do it because what you don't want is to also then put velvet or brook or uranema or flukes in there, you know, that's, uh, it's a game of um, preventing loss at all avenues. You said it perfect. Just because I have flukes or just because I have ick does not mean I want velvet. Does not mean that I want brook. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can solve this. It's all a numbers game. Everything less than perfect reduces the chances of success, but that doesn't mean that it ensures failure. And in fact, I see this debate happen all the time, which is basically that if you're not going to do it from the beginning, you might as well not do it at all. Or if you didn't do it already, you're doomed. Don't bother with it anymore. This mentality is the enemy of progress. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do better, start today and we can work from there. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the gold standard should definitely be, you know, let's aim for eradication, but if we end up doing management, it's still better than nothing at all. Number seven, closely related to that, medicated QT isn't worth my time. If I didn't QT every last coral or if I'm unwilling to do it in the future, untrue. Yeah, you know, it's a numbers game. The corals, they're significantly less likely to hold fish parasites, but it's still possible. You know, I always tell people anytime anything's wet and it's coming from another system, there's a chance for bringing parasites in there. But the more that you're doing and the more that you can do towards uh, eradication, the better. You know, if you only do it with uh, zoanthids, you know, because they're easy to QT, then you don't do it with SPS, it's still better than doing nothing. To say that it's not worth doing unless you quarantine every coral, again, man, is the enemy of progress. The goal of progress is actually just to do it better than we were doing it yesterday. Put one foot in front of the other one. I often think of this as a, uh, I, every time I go see my doctor, he tells me, stop eating all the pizza, get on the treadmill for uh, you know three hours a day, lift weights, do all that stuff but he'd actually just be happy if I got on the treadmill for a half hour and limited pizza to twice a week. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that is the goal. We need to find progress, stop being the enemy of that and help people find just another step forward with the goal of best practice in the end. Number eight, a properly medicated quarantine fish won't get sick in my tank. Untrue, <laughs> sad as it is. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, the reality is that uh, fish that go through quarantine, it doesn't really matter if it's already in the display tank. Um, you know, they're just as susceptible, if not more. You know, a lot of times we use medications that will unfortunately suppress uh, fish's immune system, which if you have an active outbreak, that fish is a lot more likely to actually get sick. But, uh, you know, this is again where we're aiming for eradication, you know, as being the gold standard. And we're doing all the management things in the interim to kind of uh, better our odds. I've seen this conversation online before, which is I, I bought a medicated QT fish that, uh, you know, didn't have any disease on it or whatever it was claimed to. And then it got sick as soon as I added it to my tank. Well, the reality is, is that fish is actually the most likely to get sick in a tank that has parasites in it because all the rest of them are accustomed to that. Their immune systems are wrapped around that. Now, that doesn't mean that QT is bad in this case. It means that you gotta consider that. It means when you see an active outbreak, don't mm -hmm. put it in there. You know, we gotta, yeah. you know, use the management methods, reduce the populations of parasites with either the sediment filter or the UV. We need to think about how to uh, approach diet. We think about sourcing the fish so it was healthy to begin with, uh, medicate the thing to uh, make sure it doesn't add in new yeah. diseases. And then even the isolation box to reduce the stress, put more effort into it, and none of this will be true. Number nine, the QT'd or quarantined fish will be the last to get sick, and it's just totally untrue. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, the reality is it's probably going to be the first. You know, you already have a bunch of established fish in the tank. You know, that new fish coming out of QT, you could have a mildly suppressed immune system, and it's also not comfortable in that environment yet. You know, it is like the most susceptible patient uh, in a hospital type of thing. Yeah, you know, and it's not just true of the QT fish, it's the stressed fish that went yeah, through all of the transport <laughs> from Fiji all the way here, QT or not, uh, that means that it is going to be a stressful uh, event. We can do all the things that we just mentioned uh, in the last one to reduce that stress, but it's still important because we don't want this fish to add more parasites to the fish that are already in there.
Number 10, this one's gonna kill everybody, uh, but medicated QT will get rid of everything. Totally untrue. Yeah, um, <laughs> it is unfortunate, but uh, you know, the reality is that you're dealing with live organisms, you're dealing with protozoans that can replicate incredibly fast and also transmit through air. You know, the uh, chances of a home hobbyist being able to perform everything with 100% biosecurity, you know, it's very low, but you know, obviously do the best you can. This isn't hard. So if you actually follow the rules on here, 99% of the parasites will not enter your tank. Mm -hmm. If you uh, don't follow it totally precisely, but you get most of it right, probably 80% reduction uh, in parasites added to the tank. The reality is, is we're all human. We learn how to do it a little bit better every single time. Some of us have closer attention to details <laughs> than others. And some parasites, are superhuman. All right, number 11, I can medicate in a reef tank, meaning I can actually treat for many parasites in the tank, kinda? Yeah, not really. Uh, you know, you could, and then you could try to suck all the medication out later, but you know, when you're gonna be putting expensive corals in there, it's really not worth the risk. Uh, you know, it's really more about trying to prevent the parasites from getting in there, and it's about trying to maintain a uh, clean tank opposed to one that's being managed. You know, there's always beliefs of uh, copper is going to leach out of everything, <laughs> you know. Uh, who wants to find that out? Who wants to be yeah. worried about that in the future? Now, it's true that you could medicate uh, for many diseases in a fish-only tank, mm -hmm. right? Definitely. Right in the tank. You could do it a lot easier uh, in some ways. Uh, however, these medications are actually really hard on the yeah. fish. It's uh, very, very taxing on the body to say the least. You know, and if you're gonna quarantine a fish, wouldn't you rather have that fish be in an isolated tank like this, you know, for a duration of two to four weeks, opposed to if you're gonna do it in the tank, you might have to treat anywhere from six to seven, or sorry, six weeks to 76 days, you know. So Elliot's general advice to me <laughs> was, uh, uh, if you're gonna do a medicated QT, uh, it's keep it in there about 14 days clean, meaning from the last time that you saw any sign Symptoms, of that yeah. disease. Uh, in a actual tank where all those things are still in there, uh, well, now it's six weeks to 76 days yeah. of exposure to the medication. Uh, probably the not, it's maybe easier, but probably not the most responsible path for caring for the fish. Number 12, in a medicated quarantine, water changes, specifically big ones, are stressful on the fish Untrue, double untrue. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's probably the most important part of the protocol that I personally do, um, both marine collectors and for my personal fish. Uh, it's just simply said, clean water fish are definitely gonna be happier in there. You know, it's not just ammonia, you know, you're worried about stress hormone, you're worried about all of the unmeasurable uh, things that are building up in the water. You know, just because you don't have ammonia doesn't mean that the water's not dirty. You know, and fish feel that, which adds stress, which a lot of time will lead them to be uh, compromised and not do well in quarantine. You know, the concept of like, okay, well, you know, I've got the quarantine tank, we'll change out 25% of the water once a week. It's inadequate and it's the wrong way to do it. Yeah, 25% means that 75% is still there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the method that you're going to see here that he shared with us is that it's based almost on 100% water changes or as much as you can get out of there. Now, I think the mentality on this is based on, you know, this like, 
you know, thought process of stability and small changes over time and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I don't disagree with that. And that's why you would make sure that the water is actually the same salt water that you mixed up. You mix up one single batch for this whole process. You add in the copper and the medication. Uh, it's the same medication in there as it's in the tank. You get the right temperature. Yeah. And the 100% water change is the water that was in there without all the stress hormone yeah. and toxins <laughs> and ammonia. So uh, clean, healthy water, the heart of all of this. Next eradication, the gold standard, the piece that everyone talks about in the playlist right here, that's what's coming up.